टेक्स्ट नंबर ये चैव सात्विका भाव राजस्ताम साश्चे मत एवेति तान्विधि नेशु ते मई ट्रांसलेशन ऑल स्टेट्स ऑफ बींग बी दे ऑफ गुडनेस पैशन और इग्नोरेंस आर मैनिफेस्टेड बाय माय एनर्जी आई एम इन वन सेंस एवरीथिंग बट आई एम इंडिपेंडेंट आई एम नॉट अंडर द मोड्स ऑफ दिस मटीरियल नेचर we saw in this chapter lord krishna has described knowledge about his own self which is very very difficult to understand even in our regular affairs if we have to have knowledge about any person only if a person can explain we can know him otherwise it is very difficult so what to speak of god who has got such amazing existence and so many energies how we small living entities can figure out who are not even a bacteria on your universal scale and how we can compare to a person from whose pores universes are coming out he is the creator of unlimited universes so it is very very difficult job unless krishna explains so that is why this bhagavad gita is so wonderful literature because lord krishna himself is explaining knowledge of his personality and his energies so here lord krishna explained there are two kinds of energies he is having one is external energy another is he is having unlimited energies but broad classification can be internal and external parase shaktir vividhay vashruyate he has unlimited energies all of them can be classified either as internal or external external energies are the gross and subtle elements eight elements panch mahabhut and mind intelligence false ego and internal potency uh, lord krishna explains uh, means the energy which is completely spiritual directly connected to lord krishna and one kind of an internal energy is the living entity the jeevatatva all of us but a unique name is given to this internal potency which is called jeevatatva which are called vibhinna anshas and that name is called tatastha shakti what is the meaning of tatastha tatastha shakti that means marginal potency tat we go to the sea shore so we see sometimes it is covered by water and sometimes it is part of land so that is called tat or the shore the boundary so in a similar fashion we the living entities can either take shelter of internal potency or external potency that freedom is given to the living entities but we are completely spiritual in nature so when we take shelter of spiritual potency are situations like fish which has taken shelter of water it is completely satisfied and happy but as soon as we enter the material nature then the situation becomes very very complicated so when the living entities are there in this material world and uh, they are covered by these eight elements material energies what is their situation that is explained now lot by lord krishna here how these energies are interacting these are my eight energies and in this material world there is superior energy called jeev tatva which is sustaining all the other energies 
without living entity nothing can happen on any of the planets no machines will work no buildings will be constructed so it is a living entity which is sustaining now how these energies interact that lord krishna is explaining now so all the manifestations that we see around us they are manifestation of interaction of three primary energies all these eight elements bhumi rapo nalo vayu kham mana buddhi earth air water fire sky mind intelligence false ego they are produced by the combination of these three modes of nature called sattva guna rajoguna and tamoguna and what happens when these uh, energies interact with the living entity tribir gunmayair bhavair ebi sarvam idam jagat mohitam na abhijanati maame bhyah param avyayam deluded by the three modes goodness passion and ignorance the whole world does not know me who am above the modes and inexhaustible so what is the meaning of above above means elevating going high up just like we have some evolution theory in our syllabus uh which uh, maybe charles darwin he read padma purana and he tried to figure out something but he could not understand that evolution is not of the body but of the soul monkey becomes human that is right that is mentioned in the vedas but it is not that the monkey body has become human body just like assistant commissioner will become commissioner so that is a different post he has to change his office and all these uh, things will be given to him in a similar fashion these are different posts and different luxuries comforts are given as per the bodies it is not that the body has transformed overnight so he was assistant commissioner his office will not transform now he is going to sit into commissioner's office in a similar fashion our body will not transform from monkey to humans but the soul has to leave and enter another body in this way it is promoted or it undergoes evolution and evolution is high up the ladder the lower species are completely in tamoguna ignorance then when the living entity rises up then rajasic living entities human beings are mainly in rajoguna then further evolution is of the devatas they are very very satvic and then further a person is able to go to shuddha satvic completely spiritual body this is the evolution process however lord krishna if we have to approach him we have to not just stop at the mode of goodness which is the highest in this world but we have to surpass even that so just like we have education system in our schools and colleges nursery grade 1 grade 2 grade 10 12th and uh, graduation masters post graduate uh, post doc all these levels are there so in a similar fashion the varnashrama system is instituted by lord krishna so that a living entity can be pushed up to higher consciousness just like a child is systematically trained to behave intelligently in a similar fashion living entity systematically behave to train to behave intelligently by pushing him slowly to the mode of goodness and then beyond the mode of goodness in spiritual mode where he can understand krishna so those who are new what are these three modes we are talking about goodness passion ignorance so this is called sattva guna rajoguna and tamoguna if we belong to india we would have heard and otherwise these are three energies lord krishna the original scientist is explaining these three energies mix with each other 
just like whatever food grains we see around us it is nothing but combination of earth water sunlight in a similar fashion these three energies sattva guna rajoguna tamoguna the mix and combine whatever we see is around us and there is nothing in this world but combination of these three energies and these three energies have unique characteristics uh, as we have discussed before when a person is influenced by tamasic energy we can feel the influence so after some time uh, we'll feel uh, very sleepy at night so night time why we are feeling sleepy even though i don't wish to sleep but i feel sleepy so the sleepiness laziness is induced by the mode of ignorance so when this tamasic energy is very much predominant in the body then the person behaves ignorantly just like a person who is sleeping under the influence of this energy then he is completely ignorant of the his even gross existence what to speak of spiritual existence he does not know what he is supposed to eat or whether he is sleeping at all where he is sleeping what are his duties what he is supposed to do he forgets everything and in mode of ignorance a person destroys so taking alcohol drugs sleeping laziness dirtiness procrastination meat eating all these things come under ignorance so a person is forgetful of reality under such energy's influence and this energy leads to destruction and destruction is also very important because without destruction creation cannot happen so this ignorance also plays a very important role uh, in this world however living entity should not remain in ignorance but should rise high in order to solve the problems of life because uh, a living entity who is in ignorance he may be able to escape the miseries of life you are feeling great stress you sleep or you take some alcohol or you go, uh, you go watch movies eat something in a restaurant you may forget for some time but that is called ignorance you are ignoring the reality the problems of life the problems remain the same so this is called mode of ignorance a living entity does not enjoy in this mode but he is simply escaping he is hallucinating prabhupad gives example rabbit when it is attacked by tiger or hunter it closes its eyes and feels that oh yes i am satisfied very happy now but actually it is caught and it is killed very soon in a similar fashion if we drink if we enjoy in this world by sleeping intoxication we are simply ignoring the problems of life another mode is mode of passion so people on the earthly planet on our level they are mainly influenced by the mode of passion mode of passion means creativity a person a product productivity creativity uh, for this passion is required so a per such person has is having unlimited desires material desires are too many and uh, thus because of material desires he wants to create something here and there is thus always anxiety there in the mind of a person influenced by the mode of passion so he thinks if i create something if i do something i'll become very happy but a person is always anxious so the simple thing people don't understand that you will always remain disturbed if you are passionate and above passion is the mode of goodness goodness means we all know some good features that a person has here he is uh honest he is truthful he is simple he is humble he is wise so when a person is in the mode of goodness he understands this passionate activity does not make me happy creates only anxiety for myself and for others so a person who is mode of goodness 
his senses are very much controlled his mind is controlled and he is intelligent person in ignorant tamaguna is completely dull headed person who is in mode of passion he is half mad sometimes he understands something sometimes he is also carried away person in mode of goodness he has intelligence and because he is intelligent such a person is happy he has a very simple living he understands sense enjoyment leads to misery so he will control his mind and senses he would be very very truthful and uh, liberation would be the aim of life helping others and ultimate if he is more advanced he understands liberation is the aim of life however he is also deluded a person in mode of goodness brahmanas the brahmanas are in mode of goodness so they are also able to just understand one supreme spiritual energy exists which is different from the energies which make up my body because i can understand i am the witness or whatever is happening on the bodily level and even mental level so i am different from mind i am different from body my body is changing i am witnessing i am somebody something in this body which is not at all a part of these material energies which are changing by the influence of time but he is not able to understand what is the source of this energy from where this spiritual energy i am part of that energy is coming so he is limited by that knowledge of brahm effulgence brahm jyoti only so person in the mode of goodness he is also conditioned in this world uh, and he is conditioned by happiness because he is intelligent his senses mind are controlled he is not disturbed by the forces of nature so thus he is conditioned and he thinks anyway i am peaceful in this world so he also does not strive further to understand god because if you are in stress you want to know what is reality what is truth how to solve the problems of life so such a person because he is peaceful the impetus to advance in spiritual life is taken away and he is thinking oh i am having perfect knowledge because i am because i am happy here person in mode of passion he is conditioned by sense desires so everyone is conditioned somebody is conditioned by golden shackles somebody by iron shackles somebody by silver shackles so golden shackle is goodness passion is silver ignorance is iron if you can compare it so mode of passion this person also cannot solve the problems of life cannot get unlimited spiritual happiness because he is conditioned by his desires so many desires are there even though there is knowledge at time dhritarashtra was knowing that yes krishna is supreme personality of godhead but dhritarashtra told i am so much attached to my sense what do i do some day if krishna gives me sense i will be able to understand so this happens with us also sometimes we are able to understand this is this is truth but because of material attachments i am not able to follow this is called passion mode of passion and what is ignorance a person in ignorance is conditioned by illusion and madness he is so much hallucinating under illusion there is no question for him for any advancement any knowledge so in this way all these living entities are conditioned by these energies so influenced by goodness he is conditioned by happiness influenced by passion he is influenced by sense gratification influenced by ignorance he is a uh, limited conditioned by madness here in this material world so deluded by the three modes lord krishna is telling the whole world does not know me who am above the modes and inexhaustible just like a person is deluded by the dream world he does not understand that i have to wake up and then that is my field of activity similarly the field of activity for soul is spiritual platform spiritual world 
and krishna lives and belongs to that world your relatives you cannot meet them in dream in reality you can only hallucinate with some people or some forms over there in a similar fashion just like in dream you feel it is reality it is going on and when you wake up you realize oh you have family you have people around you similarly and now we are hallucinating oh this is my land this is my country these are my people but this is hallucination and this hallucination is created by three modes and people think this world is all in all but that is not fact beyond this world is the spiritual world and human life is meant for brahma jigyasa to understand that spiritual reality so krishna tells i am above the modes and inexhaustible however to elevate a living entity slowly out of ignorance to passion to goodness and then to pure goodness this varnashrama system is there person who is in ignorance he is called shudra if he follows his duty very nicely because he is in ignorance much freedom money economic independence is not given to the shudra uh, so he should be very tightly governed by those people who are more knowledgeable vaishyas vaishyas are mix of ignorance and passion and the vaishyas have little more freedom they are controlled by the people who are more advanced kshatriyas they are in pure passion administrators they want to rule over and enjoy sense gratification and higher than the kshatriyas are brahmanas so brahmanas are uh, uh, given charge to command kshatriyas also when kshatriya is not doing his activities properly brahmana can replace him remove him so the kshatriyas perfectly follow the dictation of the brahmanas who are in the mode of goodness so in this way as the living entity advances in the life uh, he is given more and more freedom so the more the living entity is in passion and ignorance the more that living entity needs protection and guidance and freedom should not be given otherwise he will spoil his life just like if you give money to a child he will spoil his life limited freedom when the child grows you give him more money and more freedom and similarly punishment is also more shudra if he commits some mistakes less punishment will be there if a brahmana commits the same mistakes then great punishment would be there because brahmana was not much under influence of uh, the material energy he was on satvaguna satvik platform he was uh, having more independence but still he has committed some heinous act so means voluntarily he has committed that activity so great punishment is there for brahmanas just like uh, juvenile court is there if the children are less than 18 years even though they have committed grievous offense much punishment will not be given because they are ignorant animals if they don't follow traffic laws they will not be persecuted but if a person does cold blooded murder an adult then great punishment is there death is there for him or life sentence so in a similar fashion the more living entity experiences freedom the more uh, uh, he will be given punishment so that is why human form of life now we have freedom now we can understand and gain complete freedom now if the human being commits some mistakes then law of karma create punishment for the human beings because you had some choice and you did not execute that choice rightly animals there is no karma for them because they are tightly under the modes of nature in ignorance so krishna is telling deluded by these three modes the whole world does not know me who am above the modes and inexhaustible so human life is meant for god realization and by realizing god uh we can come out of all the problems which are temporary in nature so somebody was asking in previous class that prabhu 
uh, it is nice that uh, uh, Lord Krishna is explained in these verses. Balam balvatam chaham kam rag vivarjitam. I am the strength of the strong, intelligence of the intelligent man. I am the effulgence of sun and moon. And Krishna is explaining, I am uh, desire, which is devoid of uh, lust, personal enjoyment. So in this way, Krishna is explaining. He's explaining, I am sex pleasure, which is not against the religious principles, which is used for producing good children in married life. So why is Krishna telling that he is only good things? Then who is creating bad things in this world? So this is very good question. So actually, that is why Lord Krishna is describing here. Mat eveti tan vidhi. You understand sattvaguna, rajaguna, tamaguna, even ignorance. That is also coming from me. But I am not under control of mode of ignorance. Just like the king sets up jail, but the king does not become part of jail. In a similar fashion, some people tell, oh, Lord Krishna came here. He had to also suffer from bad karma. And uh, he had to suffer from curses. And he had to die. No. All these are Leela's pastimes like a dramatic actor. In this way, Lord Krishna behaves like an ordinary living entity just to bewilder the people who don't want to believe in God because there are some people who don't want to believe. So Krishna creates such situation. Otherwise, here Krishna is explained. Good things are coming from Krishna as well as bad things are also coming from Krishna. But generally, we appreciate good things. So whenever we see any good thing, we should immediately able to remember Krishna. Oh, this is also from Krishna. But good and bad, everything is from Krishna. <coughs> so next question can be, if good and bad, everything Krishna has created, why Krishna has created so much suffering? Prabhu, why I am suffering? Why uh, so much harassment? I want to advance in Krishna consciousness. So all the living entities, so much suffering, why Krishna has given? If he is the father? So the answer is, so Krishna has not created enjoyment or suffering. As we discussed previously, just like police, police is bad or good. So police is good for good and he police is bad for a bad person. In a similar fashion, Krishna's all energies are spiritual, completely spiritual. But the same energy behaves as illusory energy and create suffering for the people who are bad. Just like the police will create a lot of suffering for the people who are bad. And police will avoid suffering for the people who are good. In a similar fashion, there is nothing bad in this world from absolute platform. Thus, nothing bad emanates from Krishna. So for us, there is distinction. This is Sattvaguna, Rajaguna, this is Tamaguna, this is good, this is bad. On pure devotional platform, for pure devotee, everything is good. That is why Vishwam Purnam Sukhayate. So that is why we have to realize if I am suffering at this moment, all the suffering is because I am bad. I am a criminal. Criminal continues to suffer. So as soon as I become good, then there is no suffering in my life. Just like we approach a doctor. Doctor, please tell me what wrong I have done. Why am I suffering? So doctor will tell, oh, you have not seen the sun. There is lack of vitamin D in your body. Do this. Oh, there is lack of this uh, insulin in your body. So you're getting diabetes. Please take something. Do something to improve that. Oh, there is this problem in the body. This deficiency is there. And it will try to fill up. So in a similar fashion, we should understand why am I suffering? The creation is a beautiful design. The designer 
there should be some reason in the design why the suffering is coming to me so this uh, human being is required this is called civilization prabhupada civilization means peacefully sitting and thinking why am i suffering what is the cause what law i am breaking that i am suffering here so definitely i am breaking some law as soon as we stop breaking the laws there won't be any suffering so why my suffering is continuing so for pure devotee everything is good and for a materialist everything is bad there is nothing good for a materialist bad is anyway bad so sometimes the materialist is suffering here hankering for the things and thinking that oh if i get this thing i will enjoy and just to fulfill that desire he is undergoing tremendous suffering and hard work that is anyway suffering and sometimes when he gets those material opulences or what he desires that is also suffering because that will create more misery for him because anyway he will not be satisfied nunam pramatta kurute vikarma by whatever is attained in this material world just like a sweet poison bitter poison is actually good because if it is bitter person will discontinue taking it but if the poison is sweet person may continue taking it and thus finish himself so in a similar fashion sense gratification is sweet poison living entity continues enjoying and this enjoyment is creating many more sufferings for the living entity so he is never satisfied he breaks the laws of nature and thus he creates sinful activities and the suffering comes to him so in this manner for a materialist everything is bad either he is suffering or that enjoyment which he is having that enjoyment will lead to suffering as krishna mentions in fifth chapter 22nd of bhagavad gita 27 22nd verse dukha yonaya evate so this we should understand if you are planning i should enjoy in life and i am taking suffering to that end so we should understand now i am suffering and that enjoyment will create more suffering for me so what i should desire is solve this problem that so- problem can be solved by becoming a spiritualist elevating oneself to spiritual platform on material platform there is only suffering enjoyment will create suffering krishna is telling so on material platform if you are enjoying we should be scared that is why krishna tells nateshu ramate budaha intelligent person does not enjoy material happiness because dukha yonaya evate it generates dukha the material enjoyment and for a pure devotee pure devotee everything is good everything is spiritual spiritual means which is connected to absolute spirit krishna which reminds you of krishna so when the pure devotee is having material opulences those opulences don't create misery for him uh because he does not enjoy those opulences he understands there is no enjoyment he uses that for the service of krishna and if there is suffering for a pure devotee so called suffering so that suffering is uh he does not suffer but in that suffering also he relishes transcendental pleasure just like a mother lifting the child on the lap although there is pain in the arms but she is having pleasure of the heart in a similar fashion although there could be disturbance in the mind and body of pure devotee that appears to be action of three modes of nature that is not the action of three modes of nature that is the action of that is uh, uh helping pure devotee to come closer to krishna to always remember krishna so that is why this uh, is a great tapasya uh, this suffering which is endured at physical and mental level by the pure devotee and these are not the influence the pure devotee is also sleeping who oh, sleeping matlab tamoguna why pure devotee should sleep at all so it depends upon pure devotee if he wishes he can remain always awake 
or if he wishes he can sleep but when the pure devotee is sleeping that sleep is actually samadhi nan maharaj was sleeping yashoda maiya was sleeping other pandavas were sleeping they are all eternal associates of krishna means completely liberated souls they also incarnate just like krishna incarnates krishna comes with his close devotees close associates so the pandavas and all these rajavasis they always incarnate with krishna eternal associates they are so these people also are sleeping so means they are under tamoguna no they are not under tamoguna at all so just like a yogi is there ashtang yogi who is sitting and is completely undisturbed dhruv maharaj is standing on one leg and dhruv maharaj dhruv maharaj is not eating he has not eaten for many many days so the design of body's body should feel very hungry if somebody has not eaten and he has not even taken breath for a month if you don't breathe you should suffer that is the design of this body but he is beyond he has surpassed the laws of nature which control the body that is called samadhi the body has been eaten away by the ants of the great sages but uh, he the sage is in samadhi he is not at all disturbed by what is happening at the external level prahlad maharaj put in boiling oil no disturbance he is in samadhi this is called samadhi state they are not aware what is happening on the external platform they are completely absorbed just like chaitanya mahaprabhu chaitanya mahaprabhu also was sleeping chaitanya mahaprabhu also was fainting he is supreme lord while lord is sleeping no that is called yoga nidra our nidra is maya nidra which makes us forgetful of reality yoga nidra means nidra under the influence of yoga maya which connects us to krishna yoga so this nidra connects us to krishna devotee completely is ignorant of what is happening at the gross level he is completely situated within just like haridas thakur when they requested him uh, the people who were beating him with whips because they were given order please kill haridas thakur and they got disturbed when despite their best attempts he is not dying rather haridas thakur is not affected this is called samadhi so for ashtang yogi samadhi is very difficult samadhi is happening when a person is absorbed in the thoughts of krishna so soul gets so much happiness soul completely becomes aloof from the happenings of mind and body so for ashtang yogi he has no love for krishna so that is why he has to cut off all the material uh, uh, influences he should not eat should not watch sit firmly don't shake your body otherwise there would be disturbance in absorption but uh, devotee of krishna he is loving krishna so whatever he is doing he is walking talking he is absorbed always in samadhi haridas thakur was walking he was being beaten but because he was in samadhi he was not at all disturbed so they did got disturbed oh, what should i do please tell us so our master will think that we have not punished you enough and he will kill us so please help me you are a great soul please save us otherwise master will kill us so haridas thakur told no problem i will help you and then haridas thakur he went into samadhi and then they thought oh he has left his body he has died and his body was taken to the king muslim king and he became very happy yes i am successful i've killed this person he was a muslim he was chanting krishna's name this is the right punishment for him throw him in the water and then he was thrown in the water after 3 days haridas thakur was walking again so in this way pure devotee is completely in oblivion of what is happening externally because he is completely absorbed in thoughts of krishna so when a pure devotee is sleeping we should not think oh he is not sufficiently advanced he is sleeping for 4 hours 5 hours pure devotee can be sleeping for 3 days also thus it is told vaishnavera kriya mudra vigyehana bujhaya 
So for a normal spiritualist, he has to minimize all the bodily activities. But a pure devotee, he can do any activity. He can be eating, eating, and he can do overeating also. Because when he is eating, he is completely absorbed in relishing the spiritual taste of prasadam. This is coming from for, from Krishna. When he is sleeping, he can continue sleeping also for a long time. So these are all transcendental activities of a pure devotee. However, we should not imitate. We should minimize, cut down, have a simple life. So pure devotee, when especially he is acharya, he behaves uh, in a satvic way, uh, so that people can be guided guided properly. However, uh, nitya siddha pure devotee paramhansa, externally his activities may appear to be like a madman, just like Rishabh Deva smearing stool over his body. Mad people smear, do all these activities, but he is doing all these activities because he is uh, in complete absorption. in thoughts of krishna so thus when the pure devotee is appearing to be in great tamoguna completely unconscious or sleeping they are not unconscious they are supremely conscious of krishna and that is called samadhi not at all disturbed by the gross energies completely absorbed in the thoughts of krishna so thus we should not do a mistake of judging a vaishnava uh, but understand vaishnava should be judged not by the eyes but by the ears understand what he is talking so krishna supreme personality we discussed in previous session or his pure devotees should be seen by the ears should be seen by philosophy that is why philosophy is called darshan shastra darshan means to see so unless somebody is philosopher he cannot see actually reality in this world so philosophy is very much required for seeing truths so thus hearing philosophy is very important so when we hear philosophy we can understand what is truth of this life so thus for a pure devotee actually there is no suffering body can be appearing to be in the mode of goodness passion or ignorance oh devotee is very passionate he is passionate raising money building huge buildings skyscraper temples and no that is not passion so that is pure devotion so thus the crux is devotee and non devotee externally life may appear to be the same but there is gulf of difference pure devotee is relishing every moment of his life and a materialist is suffering whether in good uh, so called whether he is uh, having some enjoyment in his life or he is suffering actually he is suffering only always so how to come out of this suffering uh, and krishna is telling here he has declared mama maya duratyaya devi yesha gunmai mama maya duratya devi means transcendental why material world is also called devi because it is controlled of it is under control of krishna the supreme spirit so it is also called uh, devi devi yesha gunmai mama maya duratya gunmai guna means these modes gunmai means material energy is having these three modes and duratya it is very very difficult to conquer but what is the solution how to surpass this influence helplessly we are getting carried away by various desires and suffering to attain those desires and creating more suffering by enjoying those desires how to come out of this loop this loop so krishna gives solution mam evya prapadyante mayam etam tarantite this divine energy of mind consisting of three modes of material nature is difficult to overcome but those who have surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it so we are superior energy 
and ordinarily inferior energy uh, krishna has told apara material energy is inferior it is dead and we are alive full of consciousness so ordinarily something which is dead should easily come under control that is common sense and this is what is impelling so many scientists and philosophers and motivators to make our life happy they think matter is dead i can figure out what are the laws which matter follows and thus become happy but they cannot understand this first word of this shloka of bhagavad gita that this energy is also transcendental this is devi this is under control maya adhyakshena prakriti this matter although it is dead it is not independent maya adhyakshena it operates under my supervision so krishna is controlling directing this energy thus it is duratyaya difficult to overcome had it been dead human beings by their advancement of knowledge being superior conscious they would have gained control and become happy but the laws of nature are punishing living entities every day and depression distress is increasing because it is under control of krishna the more living entities commit sin the more this matter will create suffering for uh, such living entities however solution is also very very simple krishna tells mam evaye prapadyante surrender unto me it is common sense as soon as you surrender unto king or the government there won't be punishment you follow the laws there won't be any punishment as long as we do not surrender there is punishment in our life so lord krishna has explained very simple solution and we also should understand we should stop making such plans and thinking that i will become happy some day by uh, creating some enjoyment in my, in my life no that enjoyment will create further troubles so in order to become happy in life in order to surpass experience freedom in life no desires are disturbing if there is no desire there is no need of taking so much anxiety to fulfill those those desires you are getting a pleasure which you cannot get by fulfilling also all those desires which give but temporary relief from the misery so that stage is possible when a person surrenders completely unto krishna and when a person can surrender completely unto krishna so that uh, is a very valid question so prabhupad explains how long does it take to surrender people asks prabhu understood i have to surrender to krishna will i be able to surrender in this life is it written in my kundali when will i surrender or is there some time uh, required till i can attain this perfection of krishna consciousness how long does it take so prabhupad explains very beautifully prabhupad explains uh, in one of the lectures only on this uh, verse that it requires relative intelligence everything this world is relative law of relativity that is scientific professor einstein's theory law of relativity so one can become immediately krishna conscious within a second and one cannot become krishna conscious after many many births so it is relative if you have got sufficient intelligence you can accept it immediately if there is less intelligence then it will take time you cannot say that it will be possible after so many years that cannot be said it is relative everything is relative for a human being from here to here one step and for a small microbe it is 10 miles from here to here 10 miles for him 
So everything is relative. This world is relative world. There is no such formula that one can be Krishna conscious after so many years. No, there is no such formula. One cannot become Krishna conscious even after millions of births. And one can become within a second Krishna conscious. So everything is relative. How fast, just like a small microbe, if it has to advance the distance of few of our footsteps, for him it is many, many miles. It will take a long time. But human beings can travel very fast. And there are living entities in this world compared to them. We are like microbes. So it is relative. Materially, how much distance we will cover. Spiritually, how much distance we will cover. It is all relative. So one can become even within a second Krishna conscious. If somebody is intelligent, that I have to surrender to Krishna. Krishna is supreme person. Everything is under his control. What am I waiting for? <laughs> and how there can be any loss in my life if I surrender to Krishna? All the energy is under Krishna's control. So where is the difficulty? But the difficulty is we are not able to uh, make such advancement. We are not able to come to such conclusions, such perfect knowledge. So how such knowledge we can get so that quickly we can surrender to Krishna? So again, Srila Prabhupada explains in the lecture. Pratyaksh avagamam dharmyam. Just like you are suffering, you are hungry. If actually nutritious food stuff is given to you, when you eat, you understand, yes, I'm getting strength. My hunger is being satisfied. This is also like that. If you take to chanting, you will feel, yes, I'm getting strength. My misgivings are being moved. In this way, you go on, go on, go on. The perfect stage will come. It may take little more time or it may come quickly. So Prabhupada is telling, we wonder whether I'm advancing in my life. Actually, we will feel advancement. Pratyakshavagamam dharmyam. This is our process. Ashtanga yoga, you cannot understand you are advancing. To what level have you advanced? In other process, we cannot understand. But this process which we are following, it is pratyakshavagamam dharmyam susukham khartum avyayam. It is very, very pleasant to perform. And pratyaksha, pratyaksha means with the senses we can understand that I am advancing. Example given is shud apayonu ghasam. Just like when a person is, uh, his hunger is satiated, he understands, oh yes, I was suffering from hunger. Now I am not suffering. I am satisfied. Now uh, I have got strength. I am getting taste while eating food. So in this fashion, living entity, we realize I will get taste in spiritual life. Spiritual life would be so much pleasant and pleasure will keep on increasing in our life. And material energy will act less powerfully, less and less powerfully upon us. We will get strength. By this we will understand, yes, I am advancing on this path. But Srila Prabhupada explains, the perfect stage will come. It may take little more time or it may come quickly. So some people can very quickly realize it. Some people may take some more time. That depends on what? Prabhupada explains. That depends on my relative endeavor. So this is a very great news for all of us. That depends on our endeavor. So we are free. How much ever I want, I can put endeavor and I can advance. There is no stopping. So that is why. Here, Lord Krishna has mentioned, you surrender unto me. 
but surrenderance unto krishna is not possible unless we understand we have firm faith that krishna is supreme personality so to develop this faith it takes many many lives ordinarily so to develop such intelligence a person has to do research persist with his research and after many many lives when he is very pure very satvik then he meets a pure devotee who has knowledge of krishna he is able to get this intelligence and then he surrenders to krishna very long process however if somebody becomes intelligent by directly engaging in devotional service that is why lord krishna explains here he has mentioned surrender by this you can surpass material energy so these three modes which krishna has given just little uh, brief in these three verses krishna will explain in the 14th chapter of bhagavad gita which is dedicated for three modes of nature so in that 14th chapter verse number 26 lord krishna explains mam chayo vyabicharena bhakti yogena sevate sagunan samtityaitan brahmabhuyaya kalpate so how a person can surpass three modes here krishna writes surrender in 14th chapter lord krishna mentions avyabicharena bhakti yogena sevate when who engages in my service without any deviation avyabicharena bhakti sagunan samtityaitan he is able to cross beyond the modes so the understanding is that is why in fourth chapter we saw lord krishna is mentioning pranipatein pariprashnena sevaya there is enquiry but enquiry is in between surrender and seva then enquiries would be meaningful and a person will understand so pranipatein humility surrender and seva these are important so by doing seva a person is progressively advancing in his pranipat also in his surrender also because when we do endeavor when we do seva engage ourselves in service krishna reveals himself sevan mukhe jivvada swayameva suratyada krishna is simply waiting for the servant attitude the more a person renders service the more krishna reveals himself and the more krishna reveals himself the more a person develops faith the more he is able to surrender so all of you were chanting initially less rounds initially just you are surrendering your wednesday and saturday time then you surrendered more time every day you started hearing the lectures prabhupad lectures reading books then you started chanting more rounds in this way surrender is increasing then you started just taking prasadam not taking anything from outside surrender is increasing then you are sleeping early getting up also early there is more surrender more and more we are following the rules and regulations because we are understanding this is true this is fact so the more we do seva the more krishna reveals himself and the more we are able to surrender so prabhupada says ordinarily it is not possible to surrender to krishna immediately but if we engage ourselves in service of krishna krishna reveals himself and when he reveals himself completely a devotee also surrenders completely so thus it depends on our relative endeavor so this endeavor is very very important we have to engage ourselves practically using our intelligence in putting endeavor in engaging ourselves in seva when we do seva then there is a revelation and then there is surrender and by surrender as krishna tells mam eva ye prapadyante by surrendering only unto me maya metam tarantite person surpasses so person cannot surpass the influence of these three modes and suffering by surrendering to our employer by surrendering to some government by surrendering to uh, uh, some theoretical or scientific theories knowledge by surrendering to money by surrendering to anything Ma, by surrendering to any other devtas lord shiva also lord tells i cannot give liberation mukti pradata sarvesham vishnur evana sanshayah mukti pradata the giver of liberation to all is vishnu eva there is no doubt in it this is what lord shiva is telling 
So the greatest demigod has also told. So that is why Krishna is telling, "Mam eva only unto me, mam mam ekam sharanam raja only unto me you surrender. I can only give you liberation. Rest everyone is under influence of energy. I am not under influence of any energy because I am master of these energies. Mat eveti tan vidhi. These energies are coming from me. Lord Krishna is declaring. So I request all of you, please put endeavor, very good endeavor." material advancement we we have realized it gives temporary result and long term misery so put endeavor it is all about relative endeavor the more we push the more we push lovingly with consciousness with hard work the more there is revelation and very easily we can surpass the three modes of nature so with this we will end and now we will practically engage ourselves in service of krishna by following the most powerful and the first step of seva of krishna and that is sevan mukhe jivvadau chanting the holy names of krishna so let us chant the hari krishna maha